Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, indeed. We're picking up with day 11 of our 21 Days of Discipleship devotional in the Bible app. There's a link to that in the description if you guys want to follow along with us. And as always, I'm going to read the scripture, and Tori's going to pick up with the Devo. Let's do it. The scripture is John chapter 11, verse 4, and it says this, But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus's sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. The devotional is titled, Meet Me in the Mess. And it says this, In John 11, Jesus positions himself perfectly to show us both his personal love and his death-defying power. We come to understand that his timing is always intentional. His methods bring God maximum glory. Yet he never misses a moment to meet us in our mess. Here's the paradox. Jesus loved the siblings, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. But when he heard Lazarus was sick, Jesus stayed where he was for two more days. Why? You'd think his love would motivate Jesus to drop everything and go heal his friend. Everyone knew he could, including the sisters. They shared their confusion and grief with Jesus when he finally arrived to find his friend dead. However, we quickly realize Jesus knew in advance how this whole thing would end. With this knowledge, Jesus chose to act in such a way that would bring God the most glory through Mary, Martha, and Lazarus' story. Because he loved them, he chose the path that would reveal the purpose in the pain, the power in the pain, and the potential in the pain. These revelations opened the siblings' eyes to the glory of God that could be brought out of even the most painful moments of their lives. That's why Jesus' timing was, in fact, loving. But don't miss that. Even though Jesus knew how it would end, he doesn't brush off the pain of his friends. He listens to their grief and confusion, and it moves his heart deeply. He takes the time to share truth and tears with Martha and Mary. That's right. Jesus wept. This is the very opposite of avoiding the mess. This is embracing it. With his tears, Jesus acknowledges that death is wrong, and it was never meant to be this way. And it hurts his heart to see people he loves experience even a taste of death. So, what does Jesus show us about discipleship? That if he wept with these friends in their mess, he's certainly willing to meet us in ours. He's present in times of trouble. He also invites us to trust him to reveal purpose, power, and potential in pain. When we trust him with our pain, our eyes and the eyes of others around us are open to the glory of God. Think about it. It wasn't just the sisters who saw their brother raised to life. It was everyone who was at the house for the funeral. Finally, if Jesus is willing to step with us into pain and messes, then we are called to be willing to do the same with others. Disciples of Jesus are called to meet the messiness of life with the love of Christ. Yeah, so there's a few things that really stood out to me in this Devo. And it's it's funny because I was really like feeling this one track And then that last paragraph took me in a new route. And so I'm going to talk about the first thing and I'll get to the second. The first thing was that I have really noticed in myself, especially having to lean into Christ's power to help us care for Micah, because whenever we're exhausted, we have to lean into something beyond us. 
I've I've had to realize how my eyes open that I so frequently only depend on my own power for situations. And I think we're conditionally trained to do that. Think about this. Imagine you go to a gym and are you going to pick up weights that you can't pick up? No, because you can't pick them up. If you go to a restaurant, are you going to order more food than you can eat? Well, maybe, but can you actually eat that? No, you can't. So we are constantly being reminded of our own limitations, and then we tend to live and project our lives and hope out of those own limitations. That's what Mary and Martha did, and that's what we do pretty much every day of our life. Yeah. But God operates in the supernatural. He operates in a power that that goes, <laughs> I can't even describe how much further his power goes than right. ours. Yeah. And so that's when he's glorified. Because mm-hmm. if we're only staying in our own lane within our own power, then God will not be magnified magnified at the maximum way. Right. And so I think that's the first thing that really stuck out to me is I know that I tend to lift up prayers to the Lord, but whenever it's something that's like really traumatic, I tend to lose hope immediately, which is unfortunate. But the cool thing about God is, is that we as believers have a hope even in the hopeless moments. Because yeah. just like what Mary and Martha felt hopeless because their, their brother had lost his life, there was still hope. And that's the resurrection of life. Yeah. But then carrying on to the second thing, which is now the challenge. If Jesus would sit with us and our pain and provide us po- and, and provide us hope inside that pain, we need to do the same for our brothers and sisters yeah. and do so in a way that really leaves them encouraged. That way they have someone literally sitting next to them just with their arm around them crying and say, hey, I, that's so hard. Mm-hmm. I'm here with you right now. But yeah. also reminding them, that Jesus is the author of life. Yeah, that's so good. I feel like I've personally felt this more in the last couple months than I ever have yeah. in our life. Especially we just shared our birth story over on our main channel. And it took us forever to share that story because it took us forever to process where God was in it. And honestly, I'm really like it. I'm glad that we shared when we did because it took us a while to see God in it. But now that we do see God in it, he turned that pain and those days that felt so traumatic into such a testimony. And I actually got a message from one of our viewers and it was really, really encouraging to me. I'm going to read it to you guys. If you haven't watched our birth story, this is just like a little bit of it. It was over... 36 hours. It started at midnight on Friday, on a Friday, and we didn't have baby Micah till Sunday. So it was a three-day process. Mm -hmm. Um, But she messaged me. She goes, hey, Tori, I just watched your birth story, and this came to mind when I did. It reminded me of Jesus's death. Your ideal date was on a Friday. Jesus died on a Friday, but you had to die to that. We wanted to have Micah on 11-11, which was a Friday. Saturday, you were still in pain. And then Sunday, life was brought in Micah into this world, just like Jesus' resurrection. During those days, you were wondering where God was, just like when Jesus was in pain on the cross, asking God where he was. God was there all along. And I think that Chad's pain might reflect the pain God must have felt when his son was crucified. I couldn't stop thinking of those two things as I was watching your video. And I had never processed it like that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really cool to go back into memories that feel really painful and ask that question, God, where are you? Because Chad shares in that story, the Mm -hmm. vision that God gave him of where God was in the story. 
And it brought us to tears because it's so beautiful. And I just want to encourage and challenge you guys today. If there's pain in your life, if there's suffering in your life, if there's something that you're wrestling with where you're just like, God, where are you? Ask him, like mm-hmm. ask him to reveal where he is inside the story. Um, because now looking back, I'm like, wow, God, you were magnified in this. Like this did bring you glory. Thank you for this testimony. I didn't want it to be like this. I wanted the testimony to be like, Lord, we had this mm-hmm. beautiful birth and like, look how you created women's bodies and it's amazing. Hallelujah. Like all this stuff. That was not the testimony that we got. But I'm glad that it wasn't because it was it's a different one. And now when other mothers experience births that don't mm-hmm. go the way they're planned, I feel like my empathy for mothers is so much greater now. And what a gift, like what a gift that I can have a different level of empathy for someone going through suffering. Yeah. And you may be going through something where you can go sit with someone else yes. and help them have hope in that hard time too. Amen. Want to pray sent out? I do. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that you meet us in our mess, that you never leave us and you never forsake us, God. So even when we don't feel you, even when we can't see you, even when we want to hear you and we can't, that does not mean you aren't there. God, would we lean into that today? Would we remember that your presence is always available to us, God? And just thank you, God, that you sit with us in our hard times and that you give us hope inside of them. We pray this in Jesus's powerful name. Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. When I was that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys, and we're talking to you tomorrow. Aloha. Aloha.